Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Crit Chat, where a group of DMs get together every single week and discuss the important things in life, like if I'm gonna manage to record on the right fucking mic this week. Like, you know, like a podcaster who's been doing this for nearly a whole year, <laughs> and like someone who went to fucking school for this shit. Like, I have I have a degree in this. This is what my degree is in. I Like, I don't know where I put my degree, but I swear it's somewhere. It might be around my house somewhere. Um, but anyway, um, this week we have with us Alfred Clark, also known as the Lion Pigeon Man, Penny Blue. God damn it. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, back from the grave, we have Emily Kuklinski, also known as the Punny Emily. Hello. Uh, we also have Sarah Meaden with us, appropriately down on all social media as I'm your hero. Hello. And we have me as your host, Ismay Hutton, also known as a teacup gamer. Uh, so this week, my dudes, we are talking about how to cope with absent players. Uh, I feel like we have to, at least off the bat, be like, the answer to this cannot just be we don't play, <laughs> even though that's my go-to. Yeah. Yeah. But like I feel like we should have more advice. So in in lieu of the answer of just don't do the session, we're looking for other answers. We're looking for like creative shit. Well that's yeah, me. I mean... I'll talk to you guys later. Damn it! Yeah, I'm going back to bed. <laughs> Emily, I literally wrote down in my notes, we're looking for creative things here. Not just I guess I'll have a nap instead. <laughs> so that went good. Um but yes. Uh so yeah, we're gonna have to fucking figure out what you do when like some motherfucker is like oh yeah i could totally come to your cool D session and then turns out no they can't come to your cool D session what are you doing instead uh emily you suggested this topic so you get thrown under the bus first i guess is my, is where i'm going with this um what do you what do you do instead of not playing like how do you how do you cope with the absent players um well i do usually one of two one of three things. One, I cry. Yeah. And well, I mean, again, that that's always top of the list for no matter what you're doing in D and D. First, have a little cry. Yes. Uh, I, I suggested it really keeps the creative juices flowing, and creative juices mean tears. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> I, should... that's true. It's funny how true that is. To just, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure that is what the creative juices are. Oh just no. Just full stop. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, cry into a jar that's called creativity <laughs> and then um, <laughs> afterwards you'll notice when it's half full because now you're feeling optimistic uh, uh... that's how you tell <laughs> uh, sometimes what I'll do is I'll either like do a one shot depending on where we're at in the campaign because you gotta feel it out I think that if it's like you're about to head off to something really important and the player is still wanting to play then you're like, I'm going to do a one shot so nobody has to worry about anything. Or you do a fun, like, hey, guys, we're going to play a session where everybody gets to talk about their feelings. And you do, like, little asides <laughs> with everybody. Or you just pretend that the person's not there and you do a stupid mm-hmm. mission of the day. That's actually a one shot, but they don't know. It's a sneaky one shot. Yeah, a one shot, but with all the, like, campaign characters kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, I like lying to my characters and sometimes telling them your actions have no consequences today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Okay, no, I'm putting one forward that I've never tried before, but I like the idea of it. What if you have like it was an all the it was 
it was all a dream episode. Like, yes. Or they actually don't I was going to suggest a Groundhog Day episode, but that works. Yeah. <laughs> that too. That would be the most obnoxious campaign ever if it was just Groundhog Day. <laughs> the whole campaign. Now I really want to run it. The whole campaign is just one Groundhog Day and it's just... That's so fucking oh, good, man. I want to do that campaign so bad. Holy shit. <laughs> fucking, yes. like, adventurers that, like have like one day that they repeat themselves over and over and like it will only end when i don't know fucking get to like a level 20 shit or whatever like they wake up and like the first couple of days they're like we're gonna fight this dragon and then they learn about the dragon and then they walk in like on like the 50,000th reboot of the day and be like hey carl uh remember when your child died and it was your fault oh you want to give us all your gold now suck it carl that sounds great <laughs> they're just like optimizing the run so that, that you can do it in one day when they just like earn like 200,000 gold in one day and they're like <laughs> right yeah Oh, that's that's really, you'd have really to really finish good. the first session by like killing everybody but one person so there's still like a yes. teeny bit of hope but not much yes. and then you can just reset it <laughs> <laughs> that's so good oh my god yeah then, i mean like, it's it's basically the uh what what's the um adventure zone um um arc called uh, the 11th hour yes 11th hour oh but forever I've like, never had so many players scream profanity at me as when I reset that first time. That's it's such a good concept. Oh, I don't feel I feel like we can't talk about Groundhog Day and the eleventh hour for ages. I mean, we can. That can be what this podcast is because we don't have any <laughs> no wrongs, all rights in here, motherfucker. You know what? It could work because currently in Nebraska, it is the eleventh hour. It is eleven eleven. So we could. Specifically for our Nebraska audience. <laughs> now I'm going to have to like put this episode out at 11.11 in Nebraska time, which I'm not going to remember to do. I'll fuck it up. This is going to be a Nebraska-themed episode. No, we've had so many Nebraska-themed episodes. I don't know how it's happened, but so many of these episodes have been Nebraska-themed. Uh, well, That's so true. Uh, just to keep it rolling, uh, speaking of Groundhog oh, Day, no. Bill Murray was in Nebraska for a show. So that's fun. Oh, uh, and you went to a Husker game. So that's also fun. Uh, oh, so no, it's just facts about Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And also, Nebraska is great and should be about should just be. I'm trying to usurp this podcast and change crit chat into the good life very slowly. And it's really working. It's super working. Thank you. It's so, like, I'm not doing anything to make it not happen is my problem that I'm doing. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus. Um, fuck it. We'll, we'll do the thing we're doing. Uh, Sarah. Yes? Uh, what about you? What What do you normally do when uh, when you've got an absent player? Uh, I guilt trip the hell out of them. Uh, oh, so yeah. it never happens again. <laughs> ever. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but logistically, I've good. done uh, one shots and I've also um, said, okay, if they give me enough notice, I've said, okay, then you need to pick another player to just like run the story aspect of your character. Mm -hmm. If we're in a place where like it's not realistic, we're in the middle of a dungeon, your your player can't just, dis your character just can't disappear. Yeah. So they need to choose someone to run their character not necessarily in like combat but like decision making someone interacts with the group 
then they're going to have someone else be in charge of that. Or if they don't give me enough notice, I get to be that person. And then they know <laughs> I'm not going to kill their character, but <laughs> they may not come back in the same state as they left them. And that's extra incentive <laughs> to keep to their commitments. So, yeah. I I keep forgetting, like... That I'm Satan when I'm a DM? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I keep forgetting this every time. I'm just like, every time that we get off the podcast, I'm just like, oh, Sarah. She's just like, she's just so nice. And she's like, she's lovely and just like, she makes my heart happy. But then I forget that you're like a nightmare monster sent from the other dimensions to yep. like fuck with players specifically. <laughs> Sarah Meaden. Don't you mean Sarah Meenden? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. No, her name's Sarah. It actually worked out. It actually worked out super well um when we started the balance campaign because the when the um what is it? The eclipse happened and they all had to pass that check so they didn't pass out. Um I had six oh, players yeah. in my party and one person was gone and all five of the other ones failed. So I got to say, "Hey, this person doesn't fall unconscious otherwise you don't know what the hell is going on <laughs> yeah that's good <laughs> yeah like i i always like struggle with like having the character to have take control of because on one hand it's a bit weird when they're around but not doing much like I don't know, like, I, I normally err on the side of, like, oh, like, another character came along and was like, we desperately need you down down in the old mines, random character number five, and then they're like, oh, I'm sorry, guys, I have to duck out of this episode, doop 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 um, but it also comes with the difficulty of, like, if they're in somewhere that uh, it's difficult for them just to leave and for ha- for it not to be a big deal, or... Conversely, if the characters at the end of the session get into somewhere that it is logistically weird and stupid, if the character that was away, like, is able to just come and find them. Like, if they're on, like, a super secret heist mission and they're, like, seconds away from picking up that diamond after fucking missioning possibling from the ceiling. Uh, and, like, then the next episode starts and they're just like, hey, guys, I'm back somehow. Uh, what? It comes with a lot of problems. If I oh, end up playing their character and there's combat, I'm I don't I like try and make their hits hit fifty fifty, or if they're engaging specifically with an enemy, I'm like you're just really distracted. No one really knows what you're thinking about right now or what <laughs> your deal is. So because I don't know how they want their character to be played specifically, so I'm just gonna do my best to yeah. not maim them irrevocably or kill them, <laughs> and keep them a little bit engaged in the story just to make sense. I like you say that. I don't believe that. I believe a I have, hundo that you're going to be. I have <laughs> only one TPK under my belt and I've been, I've DM'd for like the past 10 years. So, Okay. <laughs> the trust is only the somewhat that, there. The fact though. that nobody in my last game has played D&D since we quit has nothing to do with my DM skills whatsoever. <laughs> oh no. I'm just going to choose it to mean that, like, I don't like the phrase, but you, they've been ruined for everyone else, you know? It was the greatest like, experience of their fantasy lives. Yeah, you can't, you can't match it, you know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Alfred, uh, what about you? And now for the sweeter side of crit chat, Alfred. <laughs> yeah, like, our wholesome boy, our sweet wholesome boy. <laughs> I feel nice. like we go from... Uh, yeah, uh, oh, um, sorry. I feel like we go from lawful to chaotic to... <laughs> 
to neutral, <laughs> and I am the neutral. Alfred is the lawful, and in this in this situation, Sarah, <laughs> uh, you 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 may be evil. It's possible. There, there's definitely the fourth option, which is the option that I am. That I when you said lawful, I heard waffle. I'm definitely <laughs> waffle in my alignment. I love it. <laughs> I, eh, I don't know what I'm doing, but I do know that I want to eat some waffles. Um, but yes, Alfred, what do you do in this situation? Uh, uh I mean, God. I just need to hang on. I just need to write down somewhere just like waffle alignment. Waffle, <laughs> waffle alignment. alignment. It's when you I'm don't really waff- know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. And like people are, are like, oh, we're going to take it in this direction. You're like, okay. You just kind of follow with it. Like, <laughs> it's good because that's the lawful component as well. So you can be waffle good <laughs> or waffle bad. Yeah. Well, you don't want to waffle on your alignment, though. Well, I no. knew that was coming. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I know. I gave it. There's too much opportunities for puns there. I also, I also like Alfred's alignment chart where it's like fucking, fucking good, neutral, and bad boys. <laughs> You're <Yeah>. bad. You're <laughs> bad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I realize that. Evil's I a bit it. of a strong word. <laughs> <laughs> but they bad. <Yeah. laughs> Good, bad, uh, teachers, pets, and crazy boys. Uh, I like direction. my crazy boys. I'm a bad crazy boy or a good uh, good teacher's pet. I l- look, this alignment is a lot better and more well-rounded than the actual one is. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it's time to get those Wizards of the Coast connections. I'll go and Sarah, help us out. <laughs> I'll do what I can. I feel like now that we're <laughs> now that we're also talking about egos, we should just use breakfast cereals <laughs> and breakfast uh, foods as alignments. I feel like Miss Butterworth is mm-hmm. definitely a chaotic evil. Oh my god! Just, I do. Do you know what this is? I've not. I've never heard of this cereal. Oh, I don't. Well, like, oh, it's oh, it's not cereal. It's like cereal. Cereal. Yeah, I I only know this because I go to America a lot, and okay. when I go there, I only eat fucking junk. So like, <laughs> I've had a lot of Miss Butterworth things. Yeah, that is what we're known nice. for. It's true. <laughs> junk food, but like, it's delicious, so I don't care. Um, mm. <laughs> fucking lawful evil Miss Butterworth is very good. <laughs> she smiles too much. Can't trust. Can't trust a woman who smiles. That's a secret syrup <laughs> smile. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, because I wanted to. I wanted to say about the because you were saying like if you're in the middle of a diamond heist, yeah. uh, it would be weird too. But that just reminded me of um, uh, a game called Blades in the Dark, which um, is uh, kind of a, an RPG about kind of role, running a um, like a thieves guild basically, but in a town full of thieves guilds. Um, okay. But that has a really fun mechanic where like as you're pulling off the heist whenever you come up against an obstacle you do like a you 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 do like a flashback retcon um to so that the players can um discover the the heist as they go and the obstacles and stuff but Mm -hmm. they um but whenever they come across an obstacle uh they do a flashback to the plan to when they were planning the heist and then they explain like how their character had planned to get around this obstacle kind of thing um but that just made me think that it would be cool if because you're saying like it would be weird for someone to just show up randomly but it could be you could just have like a flashback flashback retcon to like you know well they we organized we 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 arranged for this person to uh show up opening the door from the inside or something and they could be there for that reason i am the most mad that i have ever been right now (laughs) Because uh, that is the 
entire plot, uh, well, the entire, like, idea of uh, my next season in the game that I run. So, apparently, everyone else has this cool, fun idea before me. That's fine. It's cool. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, it is also just Ocean's Eleven, but... <laughs> yeah. And I'm still going to do it, because yeah, it sounds fucking great. Like, it sounds excellent. But I'm not not mad about it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> My cool, fun, original uh, idea is already a fucking franchise. It's still, it's, it's still cool, fun, and original, if you didn't <laughs> Thanks, know Alfred. that it existed before. <laughs> it counts. It counts. You know, I mean, I was still directly ripping it from Ocean's Eleven, but meh. Just That's like right. my Shakespeare. Uh, but, yeah, but no, but uh, in general, the, the idea of a, like, a, a yeah, a player, it being weird for a player to just reappear, like, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it I I feel like you can you you end up finding a creative way around it. Uh, yeah, I guess you cast the blink but- spell and it went horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh look, you're back. They cast a blink and it nice. turned into a sleep. <laughs> Don't know how the barbarian thought he was going to do that, but like whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like I I guess my feeling is that. Like if 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 though if if it would be really bizarre um to write them back in, actually yeah no that's a good point. Like I I guess if we if if you know that you're, if you know that I get like yeah because this is kind of the inverse of the problem that I was thinking about like the idea that a player is absent halfway through a mission if you see what I mean yeah um rather than like if you start a mission while there's a player is absent. Because yeah. if, if if someone goes absent like for the second part of a thing, then you can it, you can do the classic like just forget that they're there <laughs> and just don't <laughs> don't don't address the fact that they were there like last session and they're yeah. still kind of there but not really. But yeah, most of the time, I m- my games tend to be pretty like each session tends to be pretty like wrapped up fairly nicely, mm. and we get back to yeah. our like quest hub, I guess. <laughs> like we get and by quest hub i mean the pub <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um the quest pub that's very good yeah <laughs> but that is a good name for a D uh bar though the quest pub. oh the quest pub is very good and i have stolen it already <laughs> <laughs> now that none of my ideas are original i might just run with it whatever Shakespeare wasn't original either. He stole all of his plots from already existing plays. So you are just a shucks pair, just of the D and D realm. I'm okay being like that, like a weird boy in tights that <laughs> writes a lot of crap. I love it. I just want to say that in in high school, in one of my English classes, my favorite poster was of Shakespeare because it was supposed to be a life size of Shakespeare. And he looked like such a punk rocker, especially because he had like a stud earring in his right ear while he was holding like a piece of parchment and a feather. And I'm like, ooh, what are you going to do, Shakespeare? Are you going to write me, wake me up when September ends? Ooh, buddy, very edge. Love it. I love that. Holy shit. Anyway, I just... I I like the idea that they... They tried to, like, there's like, oh, how do we make the kids want to read Shakespeare? Make them fuckable. Done. <laughs> make him, like, 10 out of 10 major fucking hottie. Done. Fucking yes. Yep. 
totes. It's like when people <laughs> complain that they make fucking in church when they've got like Jesus is on the cross when there's like they made Jesus too cut and that's a lot to deal with. <laughs> that's very fun for me. They call it absolution. Oh, oh my Lanta. Oh fucking hell. Uh, and you really want to nail him? But in oh. the better way. Oh. <laughs> I can go all day, Isma. You probably want to go to the next topic before I get struck by lightning. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Which is another... <laughs> Which is another Christian reference, but that's okay. But uh, one, of the, one of the things that I was toying with that I haven't yet done uh, in D&D that I would really like to do. Because, uh, yeah, there was the, the idea of doing, like, one-shots and all that. But sometimes one-shots, like, if you're doing them, like, oh, well, we're taking, like, a diversion from the story. You get, like, new characters. But then you spend a lot of time making a character and you end up with very little session, which is fine. And, like, you know, it's, it's always, like, a fun time in the end because it's a little throwaway fun adventure. Um, but I also like the idea of like one shots within the campaign still. Uh, one of them that I have been toying with for a while, uh, if we, if it needs to be done in the future is do some origin stories. Um, so for like, you you take like the people in the the group and just go into like little, little backstory moments of their lives. Like maybe like one person per, per session or like a couple of people in that like little period of time depending on how much you think needs done but then you get to be like everyone gets to do some new characters and you get to learn more about the old characters you're like oh so you're like you're you're, this is gonna be a scene where you're chatting with your mom and chuckle fuck mcgee over there like our pal is gonna be your mom please don't ruin their mom for us i've realized the folly of making them the mother uh friends friends are better do not make them their parents otherwise a lot of bad things will probably happen because I don't trust my players at all. <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah, I really, I really love the use. Yeah, using using the other players to play the characters in flashbacks. That's awesome. Like we, yeah. we I, like my regular game. We do a lot of like having players play NPCs when there's when there's like like one of one of the two. So there's kind of two of us playing like every session um, and mm-hmm. one DM. And then like a lot of people flipping in and out. Uh, but one of, but the other guy who's always there um, got captured at the end of a session. So then the following session, he was <laughs> just playing one of the NPCs like the whole session. Um, and I think that's a really nice way to get, well, get around that. But yeah, that's awesome. Like uh, it's such a good way to bring people into the f- flashbacks, I guess. I feel like also everyone kind of want, like no matter what, like who your character is, uh, if they're the one that's just like, no, I don't want anyone to know about my tragic backstory. But like, as the players, you kind of want people to know, but everyone's like a little self-absorbed, so like they hardly ever ask. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just, yeah, I think it would be like a nice thing to let people know a bit more about the characters. And like, I feel it would probably only work if you have players that don't metagame to Christ, but hopefully, hopefully you do not have those. That's that's a problem for a different episode. Um, but yeah, been toying with that one for a while, so we'll we'll see if that ever pans out. I'll let you I'll let y'all know if it actually is good or if it's trash garbage and you should never do the thing. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be good. I I, I do like the idea, but with, when it comes to um, having one shots, I think people are pretty happy. Like because the rolling, like having to roll characters at the beginning of the session does take a huge amount of time. I think yeah. people are pretty happy with. Uh, choosing from a list of 
pre-made characters that's kind of where i would go i think Mm -hmm. if you're gonna have like if you're gonna make like a banked one shot that's just sitting in your back pocket for when you need a one shot then just have like some pre-made characters who fit into the story already and have connections um Mm -hmm. as long as the characters are interesting and not just like like vanilla (laughs) cookie cutter characters i guess um i think you can have some really fun nights where everyone like you know fits into uh you know like if you if you prepare like a ballroom drama one shot then have like fun characters who already fit in and have and know people at the at the ball and people like like i I guess what i'm saying is you don't have to worry about like taking away the creativity of coming up with a character um i don't think people i I think people really like i I mean i i'll speak for myself i really like getting to just like pick a character from a few fun options kind of step out of like when you're a player to step out of the the character that you've been doing for a little while because then yeah it gives you a little variety again it might it might be that you like you get one with a completely different personality so that if normally you're a grumpy bastard you're just like ah i get to play someone like happy and cheerful today (laughs) which would be you know nice i like that Uh, emily yeah you were saying that you do a lot of uh a lot of one shots for like when people are uh like after after crying and uh, drinking tears mm-hmm. um that yeah you you do a lot of one shots like how how do you normally work that with like characters that the the players are playing yeah uh it's i feel like it's kind of along the same vein of your origin story a little bit um because sometimes they'll just be fun and instead of having them roll new characters they just play the characters that they are like i have a couple that's engaged in my game and uh, their characters are kind of in that will they, won't they, uh, will they, won't they phase. Yeah. And so um, once it was just the two of them and me. And so I just ran um, a date for the two of them. Uh, <laughs> and that was really cute. That's excellent. Uh, because their That's characters so didn't know how to date each other. And they didn't want to admit that they liked each other. So that Aww. was cute. Um. And other times it's like, uh, like say, I'll usually plant it sometime before the campaign. Uh, so it'll be, all right, so your characters kind of knew each other and this was their very first adventure. And uh, I tell them, okay, you're still going to be your same characters. Uh, and just for the heck of it, we're going to make you level one because I always keep their level one character yes. sheets on me. I'm like, okay, so here are your old character sheets that I saved on my computer. And so now good. you're going to have That's to so go through this really easy dungeon that you know uh, <laughs> out of character is very easy, but you're going to struggle with it. And that's sometimes fun. Yeah. Um, I also like doing oh. dream sequences where uh, I'll, I'll steal one that another person ran for us one time. Uh, my friend Michael had us in a dream sequence where we all had to kill each other and yes they're always right good. and you were allowed to summon like someone in real life as a character and the rule for that <laughs> was uh, like say we were summoning a friend of ours who was really good at math uh, they would be able to get into the game and they would get plus two on anything intelligence related so you would just roll your d20 nice. for everything I like it because it's a chance to be like, hey, guys, we're not really going to be able to further the story today, but at least we'll be able to further your character development. Yeah. And they tend to like that because it it gives the characters you don't really say talk as much, but are loyal <laughs> to 
uh, <laughs> to really get to figure out who they are. And those are sometimes yeah. my favorite sessions. I like it when I don't have to do too many battles that count for anything and just talk to them. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sometimes I like it when people don't show up. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's a fun little escape. Yeah. We, we, one of those times that this happened, uh, we did a, a, like a battle royale, which was fun. Just like, yeah, as a, it didn't really have like in an alternate universe kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was one that was run for us. Um, that was that was an excellent day. I won, by the way, just so we all know. I just need to put that out there on the podcast. Um, well, obviously. I, won. I killed everyone uh, because I'm a piss baby and I hide. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, you let the others kill each other and then you fucking come up at the last second and snipe them. Shut up. Why wouldn't you? Camping is a legitimate strategy. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever like run like proper one-shots for like when people are not present like i i've always just found ways to like kind of get around it um just because like yeah just like uh, my my favorite ones are just being like okay are you cool if your character does this today like uh, this is like the general idea of what's going to happen uh would you would you rather like what, what would they do in this situation uh and when inevitably all your players decide to do something completely different uh i say fuck it and that character is essentially comatose the entire time because i forget about them <laughs> um but whatever um one thing that i i did in the past when a player was not going to be there uh made their character just kind of go off be like oh i've got something important that i need to do um, and then asked the player afterwards, like, what kind of important thing do you think that would be? Um, and then out of out of the game, out of the session, we just kind of like had a little had a little talk on Facebook. It was like, okay, well, what what would you have gone to do? Um, and we just kind of did a little little Facebook role play all about it, um, mm. which was which was nice. Uh, and I was also I just I don't know why this is relevant, but I was like fucking wine drunk as hell so i didn't want to type so it was just me kind of like half slurring my words doing little voice memos to them uh, which apparently was very soothing and enjoyable and i was like well that was not the intention but i'm glad it happened (laughs) wow oh i would love to do an all voice recorded D &D campaign (laughs) that's hilarious they all they always just like like texted me back but i was just like no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do with the tippity typities i'm just gonna like swirl my wine in one hand and wax lyrical uh by which i mean stumble over my words and go well look so then you're just like you go to like the market and then you come up with like a person's name i can't mama's drunk bitch (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice but yeah i was gonna say i i, I like this because um a question i was gonna ask everyone is what, what what you do with like character progression if someone misses a couple of sessions um and that's like that is probably the preferred thing um for me is like if if someone's not involved then you talk to them about what the character's doing in the meantime yeah uh, and then they can progress separately but at the same kind of rate Um, yeah but yeah that's kind of why i tend to say someone else is in charge of you or i'm in charge of you just because i don't want to figure that out i'm lazy (laughs) yeah so if i can make like if they're there for over half the sessions and i'm like okay first of all we need to have a talk are you still committed to this game and second like if there's more than just one or two sessions they're missing yeah 
And second, like, if you've been there enough, then I'm just going to give you this gimme because I'm lazy and I don't want to try and figure out how to get you caught up so you don't die. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's it's a completely, like, different scenario if it's someone that kind of consistently doesn't show up, then you're just like, ah, well, apparently your character is just, like, a trash person <laughs> that, like, it's that friend that you invite to everything and they'll never tell you if they're coming. But then they do sometimes. And you're like, oh, I'm glad you're here. But, like... <laughs> Dude, yeah, you don't get yeah. to play the time traveler. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, because <gasps> this is what I was saying about my my regular game that that there's kind of two players who are always there. Um, yeah, and then but then there's like four players who are involved, but are just are so irregular that they're not like yeah, like almost every session is just the two two players and the DM. Um, but like, but like, it, it tends to work out pretty, pretty well anyway. Like they, they just kind of turned into guest stars basically. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, but that's only because we have this like kind of episodic structure, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. So I guess it would depend on how you're doing leveling, whether you're doing it with experience points or just milestones. Mm. Yeah. A lot of it depends on the, the kind, yeah, the kind of sessions that you're running. So like, if it's more like the episodic ones that, that Alpha was doing, then it's a lot easier for people to kind of hop in and out. Um, whereas Sarah, yeah, you were running like all the balance campaign, which is a lot harder in a lot of situations for them just to be like, I'm here, I'm gone. What? Um, so yeah, the way, the way you deal with it definitely has to be tempered to the kind of campaign you're running. I don't know if I could ever run the balance campaign because of how intricately tied in the characters are to the story. But at least with the people I'm playing with now, I've been friends with since high school and they're a little bit easier to, uh, to schedule around. And we also, I, I, mm-hmm. I instituted a rule where I said, if someone's not there, I'm not going to punish you by not letting you level up too. Um, and that kind of mm-hmm. makes everything easier. Because it's like they they don't feel like embarrassed if they had to miss like two sessions to not show up again. Because at that point they're like, oh well, I'll still be able to fit right back in. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think I feel like that is the way to go. I, I was thinking earlier because um, I, I read I read online that uh, a rule that someone has is uh, if you if you miss a session, uh, next session you're bringing the snacks. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I good. feel like that's yes, a good rule. Done. I very much like that. <laughs> that's uh, that's that's using the stick rather than the carrot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if they bring carrots, then fuck them. Like, I'm not here for your piss shit. What are you talking about? No. My little vegan heart is very offended. Carrots are vessels for ranch, so they're very welcome. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Exactly. No. Welcome back to my Nebraska podcast. I'm a lesbian. I'm hummus or bus, bitches. Like, <laughs> if it helps. Um, so uh, my boyfriend Adam also likes playing the D and D, but every other weekend he has to work and he works night shift. So uh, we created him. We made him into a character that is always around, but not always has to talk. And by that I mean we made him into a donkey. <laughs> that belongs to one of the other characters and what um (laughs) uh, i think his name is like ironhead and uh so he plays as a magical donkey every time he comes in and the player who owns him 
air quotes, uh, he has to roll a d20, and if he rolls an even number, then he can talk to and understand Ironhead, but nobody else can. Oh and God. if he rolls an odd number, oh then everybody else can understand Ironhead, but but the player who owns him cannot. <laughs> what the shit? <laughs> and that leads to a lot of fun. Because that? then he's involved in the game, but he, he doesn't have to be there all the time. And it'll fit in eventually to my tie into Shrek very nicely, um, which I'm very oh, excited God, about. No, but yeah, you could always do that too. You can make your character into an animal, make them belong to somebody else, and then whenever they show up for the campaign, they turn into their character again. <laughs> That's so good. Thank you. Oh. Brought to you by Fairy Tales. Yeah, that would that would definitely work for like people. Like if if there are people that want to. Uh, be involved in like D and D, but they don't really have the time commitment for it. Like, because I always, I always feel sorry for that. Because like, it, it's not that they don't want to play, and like they may really, really want to fucking play, but they just don't have that kind of flexibility in their schedule. Um, or they're like their schedule is kind of like up in the air, and it's not like set in stone whether they're going to be able to get to the specific time you need to play every week. Um. But like, yeah, that's a that's a really nice way to like let people get involved with a game that sometimes is inaccessible to people who have like fluctuating schedules. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that a lot. That like I also worry it's gonna end up with like, oh yeah, that'll be fine for everyone, and then you'll just have like a campaign of people that are just all semi-talkative animals, which now I say it is very good, and I'm going to run it. <laughs> and now that I've said that, that is definitely not a problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, is this in the fucking, like, goddamn Groundhog Day episodes? Those both sound excellent. Why did I ever think otherwise? <laughs> Hello there, nerds. Welcome to the middle of the podcast. Brick Chat with is May. Uh, remember the thing that Alfred said a little bit ago when he was like, oh, I would love to be part of a voice act, like just like a full voice message campaign, which is the most buck wild thing that I've ever heard because he is part of not one, but two other podcasts in which they are both actual play D&D podcasts. And that is what they are. That is what the entire thing is. If you want to listen to those, uh, they are Half Damage and Between Scorch and Shade. Half Damage is the one that I run that um, is a Curse of Strad campaign, but with a twist unlike any other, and it's fantastic. And uh, the other one is Between Scorch and Shade, run by Kai. And that one is like a kind of sci-fi fantasy adventure. Uh, you can find both of those on whatever pod apps that you want to use, and they're fucking great. Go listen to them, check them out. They are, they're both hilarious and phenomenal. Just some little housekeeping for Crit Chat. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Crit Chat and on twitter.com forward slash Crit underscore Chat. And you can you can use the, the Crit Chat hashtag. And if you, if you mention us or give us a little shout out, then you might get mentioned on the show. Like these people. Like that one guy, JM, back at us again on Twitter, uh, who shared that apparently every time uh, Sarah, aka I'm Your Hero, uh, guest host on Crit Chat, uh, he gets a buckwild tweet by the time he gets to work. Uh, and this week, this week, Sarah Bestem, the crit chatters have determined that I am sweet Satan, which is not inaccurate to what happened at all. We also got a message from uh, the Owen Piper, as in Owen Piper, the goblin fucker, uh, who's been on a fair few episodes now. Uh, who gave us a little shout out and told people to come our way and listen to our ding dang show, which, you know, everyone should because it's 
fucking great. If you want to tell people to go and listen to our show, then you should do that. Do that by tweeting about us um, and maybe sending people a link to what we do. We also have our YouTube. We've got a little clip out these days, so if you want to show people like a little bit of what we do, I think it was the whole goblin fucker extravaganza. Uh, so you can find us on YouTube if you search Crit Chat. Uh, we've also put the link to it on our Twitter and on our Facebook page. And yeah, and it's it's an easier way to show people a little bit of what we're about, um, aka not giving advice and instead just talking about sexy creatures, you know? As with all the things, uh, you can find the link to our Discord in the description of wherever you're listening to this. Uh, you can find uh, Crit Chat on all the places. You can find it on Pod Apps. you can find it on uh, SoundCloud if you search Crit Chat, you can find it on iTunes if you search Crit Chat. If you leave us a review and rate us on iTunes, it helps us out a whole bitch ton and a half. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon if you search patreon.com forward slash Crit Chat uh, for as little as uh, one, one whole dollar a month. Uh, it really helps us out and it makes us be able to put these on uh, all the platforms, it gets expensive after a while. Um, and also very, very soon, well, hopefully very soon, uh, we're gonna have a very fucking, a very good reward for everyone who even donates at like the shortest level possible. That is, oh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Again, I don't want to talk about it too much, but look out for it. Um, but yeah, if you hop over to our Patreon and help out, uh, there are a lot of different rewards at a lot of different levels and it is beautiful and marvelous and lovely if you help us out. I'll let you get back to the episode. If you want to watch us live, you can watch us live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. BST over on AT Cup Gamer on Twitch. Um, or otherwise, just listen to us every Saturday when we come out on your pod apps. And I'll see you later, my dudes. Because I've been thinking about this recently. This is kind of uh, cause, because I've been planning to start a um, a West Marches style game. Oh, um, have you? The... Uh, like, it's a really... I, I think that, like, kind of structuring your game i i guess what i'm saying yeah i guess i'm, I'm shouting back to you because earlier you were saying it it depends on how your campaign is structured um like that's going to affect how you deal with having absent players i think that you can you because uh, you can uh specifically structure your campaign as well to work for like if you're if you have a lot of players who are not who are not going to be able to show up every week. I think you can structure the campaign itself around that to help cope with the that issue. Yeah, it's a, it's a different matter entirely like if you know for sure that it's that people are not going to be able to show up, uh then you definitely have to do a very different kind of game, I guess. So yeah, there, there there's a it's uh, like weirdly enough it's easier to deal with if from the get-go people are like, I don't know what I'm going to be able to get there. More <laughs> annoying in general because then sometimes there's just no D&D and you don't know what's happening. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, you, you can kind of move, um, move into it though, I think. Like, we like it's kind of how our game became what it is, is that we kind of, like, we went to a city and then we were kind of realizing that a lot of people weren't showing up uh, rather than, uh, like, a, a couple would always and then some people wouldn't and it, it just kind of very naturally evolved into yeah we we, we finish like we don't we don't leave trailing tra we don't leave trailing sessions like where we're just in the middle of something yeah i think you can move into it pretty easily like if you have that hub but yeah one of one of the it, this is this is a what would you do if situation which is one of my favorite things with crit chat what would you do if in when you're when you're doing the thing when you're like okay here's a player character like one of the the player characters is gone they have been left their character to one of your other players to control a battle happens 
what do happen if they accidentally get their friend murdered? <laughs> what happened? Um, let's roll this dice. Fucking it. Uh, start out with uh, I didn't number anyone. Uh, let's start with Emily. So remember that tear jar we came up with before? Yes, our handy dandy it's, tear jar. It was only half empty when we last left it. Now no, it was half full. What? Oh, no! sorry, half full. <laughs> sorry, it was half full. I but it was half full before. <laughs> well, now it's full full, and you're like, oh no. And the character, like, every time you look into the jar, somehow you see their face. And you're like, oh, this is very sad. And the other character is like, and you're like, hmm, wrong reaction. <laughs> and the, uh, the, the, char- the player character who killed them doesn't feel remorse. And you, as a DM, are the emotional reservoir, if you will, to go with this metaphor. So you take your jar of tears, you walk over to them, and say, uh... How dare you? And then he starts singing Sarah McLaughlin's In the Arms of the Angel. And you also take out a strainer and you pour the tears into the strainer on top of them so it looks like they're David Tennant in the moment (laughs) he loses Donna Noble spoilers. And uh, What the living shit are you talking about, Emily? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, let's hear it. Let's hear it. It's a journey. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going on this journey, but what the living shit. Okay, yeah. Okay, continue. Okay. Yes. So there, David... We were, that, that we, were, sad... we were looking at David Tennant made of tears. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah, so now uh, we're in that gif of David Tennant crying in the rain. They become David Tennant. And he is looking at you like, I can't do a Scottish accent, so I'll do an Irish one. <laughs> oh, what are we doing? What is this mess? <laughs> and you're like, yes, David. I Tennant. like that you're confident in your Irish. You were so confident in that one, actually. Oh. <laughs> you're like, oh, I can't do Scottish, but let me just nail it for a second. <laughs> Top of the morning to you. Oh, I'm Irish. There we go. Oh, yeah. I'm David Tennant, and I'm very sad. <laughs> And I'm like, yes, oh, David Tennant, it's okay. Would you like to play some D&D and not kill player characters? And he's like, oh, yeah, of course. I wouldn't want to kill people. I'm the doctor. And you're like, thank you, David Tennant. And that's how I deal with player characters killing. Oh, sweet Jesus. I thought it was going to come around. I thought you. No. Were, I thought it was going to mean something in the no. end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then the tears he cried go into your tear jar to use in case David Tennant also decides to go rogue and kill another player character in which you do this whole process again and the next time that you do it you have uh, Peter Spaulding show up and it's great so you just go through different British actors oh my god that was so much <laughs> thank I don't, you I was taken on a journey but it was like in, like you know you know those kind of journeys where like a man takes you from behind and puts a blindfold on you and shoves you in the back of a van. You know, that kind of journey. <laughs> that kind of journey where you don't know what's happening and you're mildly to majorly terrified the entire way through. Guys, oh this is God. the best review I've ever gotten. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up is Alfred. Alfred, um, what would you do? Doesn't have anything to do with David Tennant and would you like to attempt an Irish accent? <laughs> Uh, for the last one, absolutely not. Uh, Aww, my grandma boo. is Irish and she would never forgive me for failing so badly. Here, let me do it for uh, you. Uh, secondly, <laughs> what was the question? 
characters by taking them over for a sesh oh god that's what that was about of yeah course, apparently not no. paying attention to my <laughs> yeah, like alfred i oh my god. don't know that's a good thing i i it's a good question i i, I mean i absolutely would not <laughs> let the character die yeah uh I, I like i mean you know i always fall back on the good old lingering injury stable oh um, yeah i don't know if i would have let let players control other player characters <laughs> in combat i guess just not let them do the damn yeah, thing to begin with like that's too bad a situation to allow to happen yeah that's fair or like even if they're just like they're like dungeon crawling and not in a battle but they're like oh it's time to jump over a pit of spikes and they're like let's roll for my friend oh that's an at one there's a spike in my brain, I suppose. <laughs> I keep forgetting the lingering injury and how good that can be. Like, I've still to implement it and I want to so bad because it's just a good option at all times. Uh, Sarah, what about you? Uh, fully expecting this to go, you just let the you let them die. die. They made a bad choice. <laughs> God damn it! Just I, would not, I would not let them kill him. This actually almost happened last week in... The game I'm Ooh. playing in, uh, Jason was at a conference and I was in charge of playing his character and my character. And I came oh. into this into oh, no. the session and the DM was talking to another player about how he felt like our combat hadn't been hard enough because he hadn't killed anyone. And I was like, uh, oh, we fought like four or five mimics and two gelatinous cubes and he almost took all of us out and i was like if oh, you make Jesus. me kill my husband's character while i'm in charge oh. we're gonna have some serious issues i'm but, sleeping on the couch that's yep, bad yep but i think i would do i would go along the lines of what, what alfred said um a lingering injury or i would just deus ex machina that and be like yep. oh yep you tried to shove him off a cliff, but look, somebody randomly from the heavens shot a <laughs> levitate spell and they don't die. And everything's <laughs> fine in the end, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I like, like, Deus Ex Machina always, always is a good option just because... If you have it, why not use it? Yeah, right? I have to go in a, if I was in their shoes situation of like, oh, damn it, I can't make it along to D&D today. That sucks. Well, at least my wonderful friends will be there helping me on and cheering me on from the sidelines and taking good care of my what do you fucking mean dead? Like, what do you mean dead, though? Are you kidding me? I would disown everyone in that friendship group because they clearly hate me and are evil devils sent from Satan himself. So I feel like I couldn't let a player character die if they weren't there. That would be grim. I think, in all honesty, I would probably make the damage rebound if they were doing it intentionally because <laughs> i have played with some players who would be like i'm in charge of this person's what? character i'm gonna do everything i can to make their life hell so i'd be like oh you shoot an arrow at them all of a sudden the arrow turns around and comes right back at you roll for damage you know yeah <laughs> i was about to say like yeah like the it looks like this character's gonna die but huh it looks like your character just suffered a heart attack <laughs> the, the heart attack your character is suffering saved their life somehow it don't don't question how it works <laughs> oh my god that why why are some of your players just trash boys why are they ultimate trash there's only, boys That's there's only been a couple i think it's just because they want to see their children they want to see what they can get away with wait are they actual literal no, they're children? not actual children actual children are kinder thank god than, yeah you know, i was gonna say like players. oh i don't expect that from actual children 
And also, I cannot be like here, like, oh, fuck you, actual children, because that's a bad look on me. Huh? <laughs> actual children are like, oh, you're bleeding out. I cast this spell that transports some of my blood into your body to heal you. Aww. Whereas adults are like, oh, yeah. you're bleeding out. Let me use that for some paint to write on the walls. <laughs> I mean, what if you need paint, motherfuckers? What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's going to be it for this week. Uh, we left on just so many weird notes. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Alfred, do you want to go over some plugs? that you have a plug sure. um i <laughs> uh you can find me at twitch.tv slash penny blue i should be streaming a little bit more regularly soon <laughs> you can also uh, on Twitch. Wow, words escape me. Uh, if you want to do other Twitch things, you can find me on Twitch. I'm at uh, a teacup gamer on Twitch. I do games. I've gone back to doing point and click adventures because they get my brain in a weird logic space that lends itself very well to D and D. It's great. Also, uh, we'll do we'll we'll plug our like various fucking offshoot programs, I guess. Uh, that we do. We have half damage, and we have between scorch and shade. These are two uh, actual play D and D podcasts that you can go ahead and listen to. Uh, if you search either half damage or between scorch and shade on your pod apps or like SoundCloud and iTunes and all that shit. Um, also, if you want to see me, I'm recording the first episode that I'm going to be in of um. Not Saving the Realm, which is Owen Piper's uh, D&D podcast. Uh, and then I'm going to be a player in from now on. I'm fucking hyped as hell. Uh, so that will be coming out in a little while, but uh, I'm so goddamn excited. Uh, but for Crit Chat, you can find us on Twitter at Crit underscore chat. Uh, talk to us there by tagging us or using the hashtag Crit Chat. Uh, you can also like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Crit Chat. That one is all one word. Or hop over to our Patreon with Crit Chat. Again, all one word. Uh, wherever you're listening, you can go to the description to find our our Discord channel and link to our SoundCloud where you can download and listen to previous episodes and give us a like and a follow. You can also do that on iTunes if you search Crit Chat and Podcast. Leave us a five-star review for the five-star show. And you can follow A Teacup Gamer on Twitch to watch us live on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. BST or watch us or uh, listen to us whatever on podcast apps on Saturdays, which is when it fucking comes out. Look, it's been a long day. Until then, I have been Ismay. <laughs> I've been Alfred. I've been Emily. And I've been David Tennant crying in the rain. (laughs) (laughs) You've been listening to Crit Chat. Later, nerds. Join us live on Twitch, Tuesdays at 5pm on A Teacup Gamer.